This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. The title of the message tonight is this, Liar, 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 Pants on Fire. Well, not, not that part, but the Liar, Liar part. <laughs> and uh, and really what I'm talking about tonight is this, is how Satan tries to come in and lie to you and, 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 and plant lies into your mind. And he's very effective at this. In fact, as we'll see in a little bit, Jesus said that Satan is such a liar that he's the father of lies. He's the captain. He's the, he's the, the king of all lies. I mean, it's all that he does is lie, lie, lie. And for the Christian, it is very important that we're able to decipher and determine when we have lies coming towards us because there's lies floating all over the place these days. And as Satan is the father of lies, uh, people that are not submitted to God, they can, you know, obviously do some lying themselves. But also, you need to realize that Satan will do anything he can to fire lies at your mind. And if you are not wise or uh, discerning, a lot of times you'll believe those lies and you'll start to, you'll, you'll accept those as your own thoughts. Man, I guess I am a loser. I guess I won't ever be anything. I guess my family won't ever make it. I guess this and I guess that. And what you're doing is you're buying in to the lies of the devil. You're not stupid. You've got the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God is formed within you. Don't call yourself stupid. That's a lie. Don't call yourself ugly. You are made in the image of God. Am I? Come on. Yeah. And so there's people who sit there and they're just the devil's throwing these things in their mind. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And you're buying in to the lies. And that's not the will of God for his kids. I don't want my kids believing lies that some bully tells them. And God doesn't want his kids believing lies that some bully's trying to feed them. And so... We're going to look at a little bit of this tonight and see how we can resist and stand up to the lies of the enemy. But if we are listening to his lies, it goes back to what we discussed this morning. Out of Proverbs 4.23, the Bible tells us to guard our hearts above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It affects everything you do. And if you are uh, not resisting and fighting back against the lies of Satan, they will no doubt start to get to your heart. They will change the way that you see yourself. They will change the way that you see God. They'll change the way that you see your Christian brothers and sisters. It's a big mess. And Satan loves to use lies. And that's his that's his big thing, all right? So let's pray, and we're going to get into the Word of God tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your Word, that it's true. And we can trust your Word. It is truth, Lord. And we thank you that you said the truth will set us free. And so, Lord, as much as Satan's trying to feed us lies, you're sitting here feeding us truth. Lies will keep us in bondage, but truth will set us free. Help us to receive your word and your truth tonight, and may we be free because of it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. All right, well, a few things that you need to know about Satan in this regard, because you need to you need to know how to fight this enemy. Number one, now I don't have a cute PowerPoint tonight, so you're going to have to take notes like it's 1995. Can you do that? All right. Number one, Satan has been a liar since the beginning. Satan has been a liar since 
the beginning. This isn't some new thing. That old devil, man, he's doing a new work. He's trying to just feed me lies. That's not a new work. He's been doing this since the Garden of Eden. He's full of lies. It's what he's always done. So let's flip all the way back here to Genesis chapter 3. Yes. Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to be in the NLT on this one. Genesis 3 and the NLT. Come on. Genesis chapter 3. And here we have... Uh, the story of Satan has entered in to the serpent, and he is lying to Eve. Now, of course, a lot of guys are like, see, that woman, she should have stood up to those lies. But God put Adam in charge of the garden there. So ultimately, the responsibility fell on Adam to handle this situation. So Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 5 here. And it tells us this. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. And I'm telling you what, those serpents, those snakes, they are shrewd, and I do not trust them. Do not try to bring a snake around me. Amen? I will cast that out. Um, But it says, one day the serpent, the devil and the serpent, asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Well, that's a lie. God didn't even say that. God said, eat as much from every tree as you want. Just don't touch that one. And isn't it like the devil to come and try to come in and make the commands of God seem unreasonable? You're a Christian now. You can't ever have any friends ever again. That's not what he said. He just said, hey, don't have the wrong friends. Bad company corrupts good character. Oh, did God really say that you must never blah, blah, blah? No, he didn't say that. He just said, I can eat from these million other trees. Just don't touch that one. That's not unreasonable, is it? For God to say, I've got a million things right here for you to enjoy. Just stay away from this one. Trust me and take my word. Bad things will happen, but enjoy every other tree. And then Satan comes in and is like, God is so overbearing god is so just bondage he is so he is just so uh he's he he, god is just so heavy on all this stuff he's unfair and he's unjust and there's nothing unjust about this at all god said just stay away from this one tree but then satan comes in instantly and the father of lies and he's like you mean to tell me that god of yours said you can't eat from any of these trees no that is not what god said And so verse 2, of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Verse 4, you won't die, the the serpent replied to the woman. God knows your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So up to this point in time, there was no death. Death was not something that God even wanted to happen in this world. And so Satan comes up and and she says, no, God said, if we if we even touch this, we die. And then Satan instantly with his life, you won't die. That's ridiculous. No, in fact, you won't won't die. You'll become smart. You'll become wise. You'll become more like God if you do it. And how many times, even in our day and age, do I see and you see something the Bible expressly tells us, stay away from that. And then the lies of modern times, the lies of the devil comes in and says, 
Oh, stop it. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. That's not bad. That's actually good. You should do that. You should drink. You should do that. You should smoke that stuff. It'll just make you feel more happy. It'll make you feel more enlightened. You should go and do this. You should just be free to do whatever. Seriously, that's ridiculous that God would even say that. And then people buy into the light. You know what? You're right. That is overbearing. And um, God wants me to be happy. I should just go ahead and do whatever makes me feel happy. Come on. Yeah. And we buy in to the lies of the enemy. And it doesn't make you more wise. It makes you more of a fool. It makes it, it, it takes you places that you don't need to go. And so we see here that Satan is mocking God. And in fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days there will be scoffers and mockers. And we have scoffers and mockers way back in the Garden of Eden all the way to 2021 that try to make the things of God seem foolish and, and unreasonable and, and old-fashioned and ridiculous. And these lies, when we buy into them, they destroy lives. They destroy families. They destroy children. They destroy things and people buy into them. And so can you see how Satan is a master of lying? He is the father of lies and he's very good at what he does. He uses all sorts of things to try and trip people up. And and in this, you know, again, here in this uh, story, he's saying, oh, man, go ahead and do it. There's no consequences. In fact, not only will nothing bad happen, it'll actually bring more good into your life. And that is a lie from the devil. And people are still buying this stuff even today. And if you don't guard your heart as a Christian and you don't guard yourself, you'll start buying into lies too. And you'll believing that and you'll start believe them. And listen, I've seen a lot of Christians buy in to modern day lies and they are a wreck. They're a wreck. And I hate to see that. I hate to see somebody that once was in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of light transfer over to the kingdom of darkness and think the whole time that they've just got some new enlightenment that the rest of us simply do not have. That's a bad spot to be in because Satan's ultimate goal is to lead you away from God, right? A lot of times people think, man, his ultimate goal is to just kill me. I don't personally believe that his ultimate goal is just simply kill and you know kill you as an on fire sold out preaching machine christian i believe that he wants to lead you away from god get you away because he kills you right now yeah he shuts you up but hey you're just going straight to heaven to the streets of gold in that mansion to the throne of god and you and, and i've said it before and it's the truth that you can't really threaten a christian with death you kidding me uh, listen, I'm looking forward to going to heaven, you know, don't kill me now, but I'm not afraid <laughs> of going to heaven. Don't threaten me with a good time, man. I can't wait to get up there. But at the same time, Satan, his ultimate goal is to lead you astray from the ways of God to get, and he takes no more pride than somebody that was once on fire for God, once preaching for Jesus, once being a light, once out there telling everybody, hey, Jesus saved me, Jesus healed me. He wants to take that same person and lead them into such deception that they fully turned their back on God. Look at what he did to Samson. 
Here's this man that was a powerful man of God. He was used by God. He delivered the people of God. He did mighty, miraculous works for God. And in the end, he was led away in such a bad way that he died. And people are like, yeah, but at the end he killed a bunch of Philistines. That's one of the saddest stories in the Bible. This man had his eyes gouged out. They were mocking God. They were spitting in his face. And he died a shameful death. It was a bad story. If you don't know it, go to the book of Judges and read it for yourself sometime. But that was a bad situation. Satan totally led him astray. And then after, and then at that point, once he leads the Christian astray, what does that do? That just gives him more fuel. That gives him more ammo and see for people to say, Hey, you know what? This God thing must be a joke. Look at that guy. He couldn't even stick with it. (laughs) The guy that used to tell you that Jesus loves you, now he's out there doing worse things than you're doing. Come on. And then the devil would probably love to just pop you off right there. And his work is done. He's already used you and used lies and fed lies to you so much that he led you away from God and used lies and deception To make a mockery of God and make an embarrassment of the kingdom of God by taking one of God's children and having them turn against the father. What an insult. You know, there's be a lot of things that be an insult in this life, but I'd hate for my own kids to turn on me and not like me and and mock me and spit in my face and say, you ain't my dad. I don't know. Like, no, you probably aren't even real. And. That's what Satan wants to do. And so what am I getting with all this? I promise we're going to get encouraging in a minute. But what I'm telling you is there are lies that Satan uses to try and drag you away from God. And it starts with trying to get you to doubt God's word. He doesn't just come in. You know, he he comes in with, you know, he comes in with chips away at the truth little by little. He doesn't just come into somebody that's an on fire Christian and say, hey, God's not real. You would say. Of course he's real. I don't believe that. But what he'll do is start undermining God's word. The Bible says this, but that seems a little bit crazy, doesn't it? And if he can chip away at that foundation little by little, then you start to believe the big lies. Do you see what I'm saying? He hasn't just come in with the atomic bomb all at once. You'd be like, oh, that's crazy. No, there's no way. It's little by little. And so we must guard our hearts from lies and not give the devil any room. His ultimate goal is to shake you up and lead you astray. I want to show you something in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Can we turn there? All right. Now here's some verses that I find encouraging because I feel like I've been in this spot before. And what we have here is Jesus speaking to Simon Peter when Peter was going uh, through something and was getting ready to go through something even more difficult. Luke 22. And we're going to look here at verses 31 through 32. I'm in the New King James on this. Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. And the Lord said, so this is Jesus Speaking to Peter, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. And think about that. Jesus knew Satan's trying to get at you, Peter. And I know all about he asked to get you. And and it says he's wanting to sift you 
as wheat. Well, if you don't know much about sifting, sifting means that you shake something violently. And what do you do? What does that do? It separates you it separates from that which is useful is the literal meaning of it. And and so as you shake this as you shake the sifting process up, it separates the parts you don't want from the needful part. And so what Satan is trying to do here is shake Peter's life up so much to separate him from that which is useful, which is Jesus and the other disciples and the people of God. And so do you think that Satan's ever tried to come and just shake and rattle your life up to get you to let go of that which is useful? Oh, yeah, absolutely he has. But look at what Jesus says to Peter here. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith should not fail. And when you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And so Jesus is praying for Peter that his faith would not fail. And if you're here and you're like, I feel like I've been sifted. Hey, we're praying that your faith shall not fail. Amen. And it won't fail if you stick with Jesus. And so what I'm trying to say is this about Satan being a liar. First of all, number one, he's been lying since the beginning of time. It's not some new trick he came up with last month. And number two, everything Satan says is a lie. Everything that this guy says is a lie. I want you to look at John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Are you with me tonight? John chapter 8. And we're going to look here at verse 44. Now, you realize that sometimes Jesus had some pretty heated conversations with different people. And if, if you were to look at some of them, you're like, man, Jesus, you sound kind of mean right there. Well, Jesus wasn't mean, but he also didn't get pushed around. And so here we have uh, Jesus uh, in, a, in a pretty heated conversation right here. And he tells these guys, man, he just lays it on John 8 and verse 44. I'm, I'm in the NLT on this, John 8. And verse 44, Jesus tells these guys, for you are the children of your father, the devil. Whoa. How would you like it if Jesus said, hey, your father's the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. So how much truth will I find in Satan? No, I don't find any truth in him. There's no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And so Jesus just straight up says that he is the father of lies. And so I can tell you, if you're having thoughts that are contrary to the word of God, they are lies from the devil. And you need to, well, I, I can't tell if I'm hearing lies or not. Well, does it line up with the word of God? Well, no. Then it's a lie. Then it's a lie. You know, if you're having health problems and the thoughts come to you saying, this is it. You may have survived before, but not this time. That's a lie from Satan. According to 1 Peter 2.24, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Amen? So when Satan comes and says, no, 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 you're going to get it this time, and it's going to take you down this time, would that be a thought from God, or would that be a lie from the devil? Yeah, absolutely. That's contrary, and we could give you dozens of other verses to go along with that. What about if you're having some money issues, and Satan comes up and says, hey, you know what? 
You may you maybe got a miracle last time, but it's not going to happen this time. This time you're going down. You are you're you and you just start having visions of man. We're going to file bankruptcy. We're going to have to pull the kids out of school, and this is going to happen. And all these thoughts start coming. Would those be thoughts from God, or would that be lies from the devil? Why would it be a lie from the devil? Well, because Philippians 4.19 says that God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Right? And, and it says that, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Third John 2 and many other verses uh, that tell us that God is our provider. Uh, how about if your kids seem like they're going to wander away from the Lord? And then you get these thoughts in your mind. You're a failure. Those kids are going to end up in jail and, and they're never coming back to church. You might as well just give up now. Is that from God or is that a lie from the devil? That's a lie. Why is that a lie? Because the word of God says in Proverbs 22, 6, that if you train up a child in the way he should go when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so anything that comes against you that is contrary to the word of God is a lie. It's a lie. And so. Anything contrary that comes into your life to the word of God, you need to call it out for what it is. That's a lie from the devil. Absolutely no way that's going to happen. I resist that and I bind that in the name of Jesus. And so something we've said before, but you need to know that truth changes the facts. The truth changes the facts because truth is more powerful than facts and so the fact may be that well man i i i'm sick right now well the truth says by jesus stripes you've been healed it says according to matthew 8 17 that jesus came to take our sickness and remove our disease it says in exodus 15 26 that i am the lord who heals you psalm 103 says that he heals all of our diseases we could go on people with this listen to me Whenever the facts may say one thing, you change the facts with the truth. Facts change. Truth doesn't change. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus doesn't change because he's pure truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God, right? Jesus is the truth, and truth doesn't change. Facts are always subject to change. But the truth does not change. And so you need to get that revelation in your heart that, well, the facts may be that this is going on right now. I don't deny that that's going on. But the truth of God's word says that I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. The word of God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The word of God says that I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And you are never going to be able to. To fight lies from the devil if you don't know some truth from God's word. You need to know some scripture. You need to know some word of God. Obviously, you know, you got to start somewhere. If you don't know any verses, find one verse and memorize it at least, okay? And then you've at least got one bullet in your gun, Barney Fife, right? Come on, you'll get more. You'll get more. You'll end up like Rambo and you'll have, you'll just have bullets just hanging all over you and you're ready to just go into the, go into the jungle and fight the devil. But listen, you got to start somewhere. And so if you're like, well, I just don't have anything, then 
get one verse. Get 2 Timothy 1.7 at least. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Get one verse and then grow your arsenal from there. But it's really hard to combat the lies from the devil if you don't know any truth, if you don't know any verses to go against it. And so as I was thinking about all this, I was kind of comparing, you know, Satan to God in the avenue of truth. And, and they're the exact opposite on every possible angle here. And so one thing is Satan cannot tell the truth. Satan cannot tell the truth because we just saw there in, in John eight forty four there is no truth in him. Satan can't tell the truth. But on the other hand, God cannot tell a lie. Titus 1, 2. Titus 1, verse 2. You can write this down or, I don't know, let's turn there. We're making good time here. Titus 1, verse 2. There's several other passages that say this exact same thing. But Satan is incapable of telling the truth. And God, on the other hand, is incapable of telling a lie. And so if you've got a promise from God's word, then you, there's no way you can say, well, I wonder if it really means this. Well, God can't lie. It's impossible because as soon as God speaks something, it becomes truth. Think about that. That's how powerful God and his word are. When he created the heavens and the earth, he spoke it all into existence. And as soon as he spoke it, it just happened. That's the power of God and his word. He can't tell a lie. As soon as he speaks it, it's the truth. And so if God says, hey, the sky is now green, boom. The sky is now green, whether you like it or not, because his word and everything he says is instantly the truth. Titus 1 and verse 2 in the New King James, it says, In hope of eternal life, which God, who can not lie, promised before time began. And so does God just simply choose that he doesn't want to lie? No. God didn't just choose not to lie. God can not lie lie it's not that he chooses not to it's that he can't do it and people are like there's god there's nothing god can't do well there's a few things and one of them is he can't lie he can not lie say that with me god can not lie and satan he can't even tell the truth now here's another thing satan hates the truth Satan doesn't just mildly get irritated with the truth. It's not just like, well, Satan doesn't enjoy it when people have the truth. Satan hates the truth. And again, that's the, the main verse for tonight, John eight forty four. It says, Satan hates the truth. Now, do you think it makes him really angry when you start to receive the truth of God's word into your life, when you start to let the truth of God's word get a hold of your heart, he hates that. And one common thing that I see so often is somebody comes to church, gets born again, and then the devil starts throwing some stuff their way. And they're like, I don't get it. I'm second guessing myself right now. None of this stuff happened when I was out there living in the world. I mean, I felt like I never had any troubles back then. I mean, yeah, I wasn't going to heaven, but, but listen, the devil didn't care to throw a bunch of stuff your way when you're out there on his team, right? I mean, sure, there's bad stuff and everything, but you need to realize that Satan hates you because you have the truth on the inside of you, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, 
and the life. And as a Christian, you've got the truth on the inside of you. And when you know the truth, the truth sets you free, John 8, 32. And so he liked it when you weren't free. He liked it when you were in bondage and slavery to him. But when you received the truth, that truth sets you free. And he hates, hates, hates truth. But God, on the other hand, God hates lies. Well, I don't know. God doesn't hate anything. Oh, yeah, there's things that God hates. And one thing that God hates is lies. And every, I mean, God and Satan, they're the opposites on everything. And it's not that God just mildly, again, it's not that, you know, lies irritate God or, or, you know, God's like, I don't really like lying. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. It, it just kind of doesn't give me the good vibes. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like lies. No, let's get real. Let's not sugarcoat it. God hates lies. Look with me and I'll show you here. Well, I'm going to need something to prove that to me. All right, that's fine. Let's turn to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter six. And, you know, there's some things that you just can't sugarcoat. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. And we could read the, the whole thing, but some some people call these the, the seven deadly sins or the, the seven things that God hates. And it, it, it does say that, so, I, you know, that's a fair name for it. But Proverbs chapter 7, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6. And we will look here at verses 16 and 17 in the NLT. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17 in the NLT. And it tells us this. There are six things the Lord hates. Six things the Lord hates. No, no. Seven things he detests. Let's see what these things are. Haughty eyes. A lying tongue. There it is. Number two on his list of things he hates. A lying tongue. Hands that kill the innocent. And I use that verse to combat abortion because what's more innocent than a little baby? And God hates it. And so that's why I could never in a zillion years support somebody on a political scale that thinks it's okay to kill babies. God hates hands that kill the innocent. Verse 18, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family or discord among the brethren. But as you see on that list, in fact, there's really two times that God mentions uh, hating lies and, and deception in there. And so Satan hates the truth, but God hates lies. And listen to me. Satan does not want you to see yourself as God sees you. That's why he hates the truth that's within you. Because when a Christian gets the revelation of truth, they start to see themselves as God sees them. You used to see yourself as an ugly loser, and now God see, God's trying to tell you, man, you are a beautiful, you know, warrior. You are strong in the Lord. You can do it. And, 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 and Satan loved it when you just believed his lies all day long. He wants you to see a loser, but God wants you to see a victorious warrior. Satan wants you to think that nobody likes you. And God wants you to know, hey, we all love you. We think you're awesome. We think you're the best. We love you around here. But Satan wants you to think just the opposite. And so 
Satan does not want you getting a hold of the truth because a Christian that gets a hold of the truth, they start seeing themselves as God sees them. And then it absolutely changes the way that they live their life. If he can warp the way you see yourself, his job is done. Go just destroy yourself the rest of the way from there. That's exactly what he wants. He wants you to buy into the lies that he feeds your mind. And I'm telling you right now, you need to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And any thought and anything that comes into your life that is contrary to God's word, it's a lie. God's word is truth. Everything else is a lie. And so the third thing I'm going to say tonight is this. Okay, we've told you a few things here. Number one, Satan's been lying since the beginning. Number two, everything Satan says is a lie. And then number three, I'm going to tell you what, you need to number three, resist the devil. Resist the devil. If somebody kept just nonstop telling you lies after a while, I'm like, man, I resist you. Get away from me. I'd probably even say it like that. Man, I resist you. Go away. I don't want to hear it anymore. But you got to resist the devil. Look at James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Are you with me tonight? You still here with me? James chapter 4. And we will look at verse 7. James 4 and verse 7 in the New King James here. James 4 verse 7. Man, I'm giving Heather a workout on that computer back there tonight. <laughs> I've got her all over the place. James 4 verse 7. And so what are we saying? We're saying you need to resist the devil. You need to resist the devil. So James chapter 4. And we're going to look here at verse 7. James 4, verse 7. It says, therefore, submit to God. Well, what does it mean to submit to God? It means that, hey, you do things his way and not your way now. Uh, and even if you don't agree with his way, you still do it his way. That's submission. And again, that's a whole other lesson. But you can't have submission until there's disagreement somewhere, Right. You, there, you don't ever know if you're submissive or not until there's a disagreement. Because if we just get along and agree on everything, there's no need for submission. And there's plenty of things in the scripture. I'm like, yeah, man, I get that. I'm, hey, I'm right here. But there's some things that they come and God tells you something that goes totally against what you thought or what you wanted to do. And then we find out if you're submitted to God. If you lay down your way and do it God's way, then... That's submission. You're submitted to God. So therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he could potentially flee from you. Possibly, maybe. It could happen. We don't know yet, but it could happen. No. It says, and he will flee from you. But I know a lot of people that they quote this verse, but they only quote the second part of it. Man, you know, the word says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Yes, it does. But right before that, it says submit to God and then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And what we have here is a lot of people resist, you know, commanding the devil to leave, but they are not submitting to God. You need to be in submission to God. And then when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And so when lies come against you, when lies come to you from the devil, you need to say, you know what? Absolutely not. I 
I'm not going for that. I don't believe that. I resist that right now in the name of Jesus. You need to learn to resist the devil. And so when he says, man, no one likes you. Come on, man. You know, you know that. You, you know better than that. That's a lie. Resist the devil. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. It works. Well, how do you know it works? Because I've done it. It works. Number one, it works just simply because God says it does, and that's all the reason we need it right there. But number two, we've proven it. We've proven it out that it works. When you're submitted to God, you can resist the devil and he flees from you. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to go down, go here, but look at, uh, write this down. Matthew chapter 4. Verses 3 through 11, Matthew 4, verses 3 through 11, this is known as the temptation of Jesus. And uh, Jesus was baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, and it's an incredible story. And as you know, he's coming out of the water. The Spirit of God descends on him like a dove, and a voice booms out of heaven and says, This is my dearly beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God, his voice is heard by everybody there and says, This is my Son. And then if you keep reading the very next verses, what happens? Satan comes in and says, if you really are the son of God, make these stones turn to bread. <laughs> if you really are the son of God, why don't you just jump right off of this cliff right here? Because, you know, the Bible says that uh, he will order his angels. And so what I'm trying to say is, as you read that story, Satan did the same thing to Jesus Christ that he did to Eve in the, uh, in the Garden of Eden. God says one thing, this is my beloved son, and Satan comes in, if you really are the son of God. Mm-hmm. How about that? If you really are, prove it. And what did he do to Eve? Well, yeah, God said that, but you won't really die. That's, a, you know, that's ridiculous. You won't. And what does Satan do to you? You've been in church today. You've heard a lot of scriptures. You've heard the word of God. Hopefully you've read some Bible on your own time today too. But you've had the word sown into you today. And what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're just going to leave here in this week? Satan's going to be like, oh, man, oh, golly. Well, now they know the scripture. No, he's going to come in and try to attack you in this very area. Guaranteed that this week Satan's going to try to come in and make the verses that you've heard sound like a lie. Did God really say <laughs> to guard your heart against fear? It's ridiculous. <laughs> no. Did God really say to guard your heart against doubt? This is stuff from this morning's service. Did, did God really say this? Did God, and, and, and it may not be worded exactly like that, but it'll be somewhere in that vicinity. Did God, you really think you're healed? Seriously? You really think that? Oh my gosh, you are so crazy right now. Listen to me. He will try to come in. If he thought he could get one over on Jesus, he thinks he can get one over on you. But here's the key. How did Jesus handle the devil? If you read, again, Matthew 4 right there, 3 through 11, every single time Jesus came back at Satan, no, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. No, the next time Satan, it is written, thou shalt serve the Lord your God and him only. And then Satan comes back a third time and tries to get one over on Jesus. And he says, no, absolutely not. It is written that you shall not tempt and test the Lord your God. And so every time that Satan came and fed lies to Jesus himself, Jesus gave us the example and the pattern to follow. You answer lies with the truth. And the word 
is the truth. And so any lies that are coming into you, don't try to combat lies with maybe if I just think real hard, I can overcome this. You don't have the mind power. Don't even stop that. That's ridiculous. Listen to me. You fight the lies of the devil with the truth of God. What if someone came in and accused you of something preposterous that you know you didn't do? Would you just try to say, uh-uh, no, that's not fair, did not, uh-uh, no way. No, you would try to show some truth. There's no way I committed that crime because here's video proof that I was at church that night or here's proof that I clocked in at my job that day. Or You would present some truth to overcome the lies that were trying to take you down. Do the same thing to Satan. When he tries to throw a bunch of lies at you and take you down, you combat the lies with the truth of God's word. And guess what? You will overcome. You will be set free. And you will make it through. So Satan is liar, liar, pants on fire. Anything that he tries to bring into your life, anything that's contrary to the word of God, don't just sit there and take it. Fight back. And resist the devil, and he will flee. Amen? All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close it down right there tonight. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.